0: You could soon add your driver's license to your cell phone. Apple announced plans today to let people add their license to their wallet on their iPhone or Apple Watch. And Utah will be one of the first states to, to uh, let uh, that new technology play out. Uh, really pleased to have ABC News' Mark uh, Remillard here to talk about that. Uh, big announcement coming from Apple today and all those ramifications. Mark, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so, obviously, the the announcement uh, sends a few ripples there. Uh, what are you hearing? Uh, what, is it, uh, what does it mean for uh, us in Utah? We get to be part of the uh, pilot program.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you're one of uh, eight states, as well as uh, the TSA is going to take part in this as well. But uh, one of eight states is Utah, they're, where they're going to be working with Apple to implement digital state IDs, digital driver's license. And so, uh, Apple and I think technology companies at large have been, you know, working around this idea for a while of, of uh, implementing some form of digital IDs because, I mean, it's kind of a natural thing to think about, right? It's it's convenient. It's always on you with your phone. Uh, but there are some... Uh, concerns that I think are raised. They're not necessarily things that mean this technology shouldn't be used, but concerns that groups like the ACLU or the Electronic Frontier Foundation have raised around these uh, uh, digital IDs, including uh, concerns about What kind of information uh, is being shared when you do scan your ID or show your ID to somebody? Uh, uh, Tracking of whether or not every time you scan your driver's license, is the state notified of that? These are things that Apple, at least in its announcement today, seemed to try to get ahead of. They said that, first off, their system won't allow tracking by state governments. Uh, It also said that um, you can uh, show your ID by using Face ID and Touch ID. You have to pair it with your biometric uh, authentication. But you can do that from the lock screen, and and I think this is significant. So, that imagine if you're pulled over by a police right. officer, you don't actually have to hand your unlocked phone to the officer for them to be able to verify your ID. Uh, at least that's the plan, uh, assuming the officer can verify it right from there. So, there's a, obviously this seems to be a, a pretty, you know, a, a apparent way of the future in some ways, but. Again, there are some caveats, and, and we've heard from, as I said, the ACLU and Electronic Frontier Foundation that have said it's not that this shouldn't exist; it's just that it needs to be implemented properly or implemented thoughtfully.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's uh, the the crucial part, and I think some of those concerns uh, from all those different groups, including the ACLU, uh, you kind of alluded to one in terms of if you're you know pulled over for a a, a traffic violation or a speeding ticket, uh, you know, would they? take your phone and then would they be able to look at your text messages and all of your other things in there or is there a way to keep that uh safe what are some of the other concerns that you're hearing obviously everyone thinks oh this will be great i won't lose my wallet or i won't lose my driver's license three times a year in my jeans as they go through the washer uh but what are some of the other concerns that you're hearing rumblings out there in terms of obviously the tracking uh the privacy issues uh, what else is uh, rumbling out there
1: Yeah, I think those are the two big ones is, you know, the ability to uh, present this information from the lock screen of your phone so that you're not, as I said, actually having to hand your device over to um, a TSA agent or a police officer, uh, the tracking issue. But I think one of the other things is as this technology becomes more ubiquitous, which it very likely will, uh, there's the concern about uh, what happens for people if this becomes the standard technology is there still an option for the physical medium as well and the need to accommodate and understand that there are people who don't have smartphones. There are people who don't want to use this technology, but they still need to be able to show their ID places and still need to be able to travel and these kinds of things. So, you know what I mean? What what I'm saying is you can, you can take these steps forward for implementing this kind of new technology, which is very convenient uh, in many ways, but at the same time, it's as I said, I think it's that thought of how do you implement this thoughtfully, so that people also aren't left left behind uh, There's a huge portion of the senior population in the United States that doesn't have that don't have smartphones uh There are people, especially in the early days when when since Apple's the first to really get to jump into this area, but presumably other smartphone manufacturers will, but uh, poorer Americans who may not have the income to afford apple phones uh, at this point, obviously, with just Apple, you wouldn't think that this would be that ubiquitous or required that you have your ID on a digital medium. But 10 years from now, it might, where that's really the main form of how we're right. showing our ID. So how do you keep and, and ensure that, uh, you know, everyone has an opportunity to show their ID if it's needed? I think that's just something that has to be kept in mind.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Mark lerman uh, award-winning ABC News correspondent. He's based in New York City. Appreciate you joining us today, talking about what's next. And for Utah that uh, next is is going to be now real soon. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. Again, that's uh, Mark Remillard from ABC News. And uh, it's always interesting to, to just kind of see how these kind of technology pieces move out. And, of course, many people panicked when they they had the thought of you know having a digital wallet and having their uh, credit card information on there or being able to scan their phone instead of scan a credit card. And uh, all of the, the concerns, security concerns, tracking concerns, uh, personal data concerns, uh, all of those are real concerns. And uh, as Mark pointed out, uh, it's interesting that Apple was uh, very much out front uh, in their statement in terms of trying to to kind of negate or minimize some of those worries and concerns uh, from organizations like the ACLU uh, and others on the digital frontier. Uh, and so, of course, there are things that need to be worked out. Uh, Utah is uh, part of a, a number of states that will kind of be first on the list, and uh, Apple was very... Uh, praise heavy of Utah. Always uh, a forward-looking state, they said in their statement today. And uh, Utah's uh, an opportunity for innovation and and the use of technology. Uh, So it will be interesting to see how that plays out, what the acceptance is, and and how we all embrace that or don't embrace that uh, in the days and weeks ahead. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired its last episode 20 years ago this week. We're going to revisit a conversation I had with the court Mann, a good friend, on letters Mr. Rogers wrote and what we all can learn from them. Coming up next.
2: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds.